Hello, my name is Scott Bradley and this is Scott Scott Podcast and I'm joined by a very deflated <laughs> and fired up John James. John James, I don't even need to ask you how you are because I can just see it all over your face. Scotland, same old, same old. Heartbreak, that's, that's all it is. <laughs> uh, I'm not surprised, uh, I called this, I said that we would bottle it, uh, so I did. Um, it's, it's just, it's depressing, it really is, it's... Mm-hmm. It really, it's just really bad. So where do we start uh, with uh, yesterday? I, I just, I just knew as soon as that second half started that he tinkered with the system, and it wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. You can't sit off a team for forty-five minutes in international football when you aren't a top nation yourself, and then invite the pressure on. That's not how it works. We had to take when we were one up. We had the advantage. We had the we had to hammer at home. If we'd have got another goal, we'd have, caught, we'd, we'd have won the game. We'd have won the game and we would have probably been in the playoff. But we would have been in the playoff. But instead, he's decided to sit back, take a, take a striker off, and then just invite the pressure on us. He's also kept Darren Fletcher on the pitch. He's kept Bannon on the pitch, which I don't know why he's kept them on the pitch. I don't think anyone else knows why he's kept them on the pitch. Uh, we have two midfielders on the bench who are currently lighting up for their teams and they couldn't get in that side if they were I would, I honestly don't doubt that they couldn't get they wouldn't get they would not get in that team even if they'd just been signed by for ten million pounds for another team. Just because Gordon Strachan plays players that are just jobs for the boys. That's it. That's all and he's out of touch. Yep. He just picks he picks players that he knows and he's friends with. Cause there's no chance that he looks at Barry Barron or I'll, I'll, I'll give Darren Fletcher the benefit that he was good. At, he was good against Slovakia, but you could see he was having an absolute nightmare against Slovenia. Bring him off. Bring him off and put John McGinn or Cal McGregor on, but he didn't. He's waited to make the only positive sub of the whole game, which was Snodgrass in like the last ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Who and he, he comes on. If he, he scores like his first touch, mm-hmm. and that, that that's a, if you do that sub 10, 15 minutes earlier, what what. What, what could possibly happen then? Mm. Uh, he's he's kept players that are just toiling. Charlie Mulgrew hasn't played hasn't played for well, well hadn't didn't even have a club at one point. Mm-hmm. And, and he's he was, playing with Blackburn in League One. League he, One. He did he didn't even have a club at one point, and he was still in that Scotland squad. Uh, there was another Russell was it Russell Martin and Grant Hanley early in the campaign hadn't played a game all season, but they both started in defence for Scotland. Mm-hmm. Again, just jobs for the boys. <laughs> They've not earned that place in that team. No. But the only the only positive thing that I can that I can t- take from Gordon Strachan right now is that he gave Kieran Tierney and Robertson a start in that squad, <laughs> and he finally he finally brought Lee Griffiths in as well. I think it's an absolute joke how he's not resigned yet. Like why 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 is this guy still in charge right now? I Three s- failed uh, campaigns. Right? I said, he's got to s- go. I said I said it previously when we were talking about it just after the England game uh, that if you if you don't qualify, he has to go. He's done, if, if you look at what, where we were when he took over, yes, he has brought Scotland forward, but realistically, the last campaign, he, took, he got the benefit of the doubt that we were in a tough campaign. But again, we were in, the, we were in control in that group as well. It was Ireland that, that nicked that spot off of us towards the end. So if you need, uh, Slovakia have now done it this year. There's no excuses for this one. He's got to go. We were in, yep. we, we were in position for this one. We weren't chasing it. We didn't have to chase it that year. We could have, we could have played the same, the same tactics and won that game. But then he's changed the tactics and we've ended up losing. What was it, what, what was Strachan's post match interview all about? <laughs> Genetics. I'm not <laughs> What was he talking about? 
It's it's how, mystifying. How can a small uh, he is small? He, he is a small man. <laughs> he, and I'd say he had a successful career. He's, he's, he did have a successful career. Yeah. Uh, so I don't understand why. If his logic is he's he's just completely revealed himself to all of Scotland. By the way, that basically proves that he wasn't picking Lee Griffiths because Lee Griffiths was too small. Mm-hmm. That without a doubt that proves that that's why Lee Griffiths wasn't getting in that side. So instead, he chooses to go with the big strong men, Charlie Mulgrew, who did nothing for that that cross for Slovenia's goal. Mm-hmm. We have a big strong goalkeeper as well who didn't come out for that cross at all. And I'm not even I'm, I'm addressing this as well. See, every, all all the Celtic fans and all the other pro, pro Craig Gordon people, he made he made two three good saves against Slovenia. Uh, Slovenia. That does not make him some world class goalkeeper. If he had got that move to Chelsea last year, he would have been stealing eleven points for Chelsea. He's absolutely stole eleven point for for Celtic. If he was playing for any other side, he would not be making as making as many clean sheets as what he gets for for them. He wouldn't be in the Scotland squad if he didn't play for Celtic because he would actually be getting tested. And he, we we have two crosses into the box. Where's our big strong keeper to come out and get it? And I'll bring it up. I'll I'll bring I'll, I'll bring up other keepers in Scotland. They're not Scottish, which is the only thing. Yes, right. The argument is that it's a common argument in Scotland. Who's the best keeper? It's Joe Lewis, Wes Fodringham. Or Craig Gordon. Did the other two not come out? They come out for crosses. Why can't our big keeper come out for a cross? The one time I want him to come out for a cross and he doesn't do it. That ball drops for that Slovenia's first goal in the six yard box. Where's Craig Gordon? Mm-hmm. Hiding on his line. This what height is he? Six foot five? Yep. Hiding on his line. That's where he's hiding. Uh, the defence is clearly in a bit of trouble because Berra, again, Berra, I'm not going to hate on too much because I thought Berra's been quite solid. Mulgrew shouldn't be in the side. Uh-huh. Tierney, I'll give him a, I'll give him a pass because he's playing right back when he's not even a right back. But the keeper could should be able to see that our defense is struggling because they that that's a good ball he's played out of the box and our defenders are having to run towards the goal to defend it. So then the keeper comes out, gives someone a shout, catches it. Oh, the danger's over. Mm-hmm. Second goal, eh, I don't even know what's going on. That, that, I won't, I'm not defending the, the defenders for that. It was cat- catastrophic defending. Yeah. But our keeper's standing on the line again. I don't know. I, I seen his, he was on the ground. They put his hand up for offside. Look to your right and you see, I think it's Barry Barron standing on the front post. Do, or sorry, the back post doing absolutely nothing. So he's not even controlling his area. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's, uh, for me, Craig Gordon should be done as well. He's not going to be He's not going to be in the next campaign. Right, what? so if you take Gordon out, right, who would you replace him with? I, I think that we've got several. Is that Jordan Archer we've got? Yeah, he, David Marshall as well. David, uh, David Marshall never done anything wrong to get dropped from the squad in the first place. He, I think he, well, actually, I tell you what, I think he got injured. I think he got injured playing for uh, is it Cardiff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he got an injury when he was playing for Cardiff, and then that kind of kept him out of a qualifier, and then Gordon stepped in. But he's done he done nothing to lose his position in that side, and then he eventually did lose it because he got injured. We have, we have young we have young keeper that young archer that's he plays in England somewhere, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does. It's, he we've got him there. Gordon's not going to be in the next campaign. McGregor's not going to be in the next campaign. Fletcher won't be in the Fletcher's, next campaign. He's talking about retiring. Fletcher's not going to be there. As much as I, I, I tried not to slag him, Berra's not going to be there. Mulgrew's not going to be there. The only one I would be quite upset at not being there is Snodgrass, because he's the only one that's done something. I think he's actually a good player. Uh, but I don't, what, I don't know what age Bannon is, but I'm, I think Bannon... He's like, I think 28. I think 20. he'll end up... He could probably kick him out for the qualification campaign. But that's that's me round off like seven players that Scott is Scott Brown as well. He came back and he done a job, but realistically he's not going to be there next camp for the campaign either. What he just got Brown? He's thirty, is he not? He's 
he's 30 something so realistically yeah. I, think he's, yeah, I think he'll be finished anyway so realistically he isn't going to be there for when the Euros comes back around uh, we've got players like Callum McGregor Stuart Armstrong John McGinn uh, we've, got, we've got we've got players like uh, even, though I even though I dislike him we've got Ryan Jack mm -hmm. we've got uh, Kenny McLean got even to even if I'm just throwing names out there, we've got like Shinny, we've got all oh, we've got so many decent Scottish players that did not get a look in on that side. See those two names you just mentioned, Ryan Jack and Kenny McLean. Uh, I might I might be wrong on this, right? But Kenny McLean's not got a cap. Is he ever had a cap now? I think he's got no, I think he's either he's either been in the squad and he's got one or he's not he's been in the Ryan squad. Ryan Jackson before. had a cap as well? He's not had one though. Which and that that is quite telling because both right, I think Ryan Jack's 25, 26. Uh, Kenny McLean's 24? 25. 25, and they've the, never actually been capped. Every single player I've just, I've just listed there is on the right side of 28. That, are you trying to tell me just because they play in the Scottish League that they can't do a job for Scotland? So how, many, how, many, uh, like how many of those Slovenian players do you think play in the top, top leagues in Europe? How many of the Slov I know Slovakia do have some big names, but how many of those players do you think play in top, top leagues? Slovakia have just made it to the playoff and they've got, yep. and they, they played Vladimir Weiss. He plays. He plays in the Saudi League. He scored in the. He scored in the Euros, and so he can. They can do a job. Uh, Belgium, I believe Belgium were using some Belgian league players at one point. Uh, Holland, Holland, majority. Fair enough, the RWC is a good league, but they and they're going through a wee sticky patch right now. But they've got the same issue where they've got old players that need to get out of that squad. Scotland need a complete clear out, and that ma manager is one of them needs to go. Yep. There's about about ten players in that team that shouldn't be in the team. Stephen Fletcher, I don't understand why he was in the team. Mm -hmm. that, that is just right so let's get to the big question right Strachan will obviously go but the question is who will replace him realistically right who would you get in and replace him I would right personally I would get in either maybe like real, if it, say it was up to me and they would definitely come I would go for Derek McInnes but the thing is though you know I, mean? I don't think Derek McInnes would want his Scotland job I don't think he would like go anywhere near it but um, I would want to get Derek McInnes in Alex McLeish that's one guy I like The problem I have with Alex McLeish is Alex McLeish is also a similar age to Gordon Strachan. And we've already we've been down the route of they're out of touch. The, all those managers are out of touch. They don't even look at the Scottish League for players if you're not Scott Brown or point or point for Celtic. What about Robbie Nielsen? Rob, uh, Robbie Nielsen's too, he's too young for the Scotland job right now, I think. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I Obviously Dunmill at Hearts but and he's at MK Dodge right now trying to get something going there. Uh, Robbie, Robbie Nielsen no, no not just now um, I, I maybe down the line but I wouldn't even look I wouldn't even if, if, I, I, even though uh, Derek McInnes is our team manager I would rather lose him to Scotland where I could still support the team that, he, that he's managing but personally uh, I, I don't think he would take it I think no I don't think he would either signed, he's just signed a, contract, a long term contract with Aberdeen again he's, I don't I think his next move realistically he's going to be to England this the Scotland job should be a big thing, right? So it should be. Yeah, it thing. should be, and it's not. It's not. It's seen as a poison chalice where like Scottish managers won't even want to touch it. But I don't think we should be looking to the old Scottish. Like old, the old guard. They shouldn't be looking at the the old boys. Malcolm Mackay, no. McLeish, I would have said McLeish if Strachan had left earlier. No, because I think we need a complete clear up by a manager that's going to come in and ha that's why I, I was say, I said I said it before. Just go go completely off the grid. Don't even go for a Scottish. You were saying that uh, in one of the in I think one of the episodes a few weeks back about talk. You were basically talking about like if Strachan was to go, you would go for him. I was saying. I would not be against that actually. The, the there's a, the old Iceland manager that took the first took them to the the Euros. Uh, Lars Lagerback. 
He went in there, do you think he, he's Swedish? I believe he's Swedish. Do you think he knew any of the Icelandic players before he went in there? And what he done was he he made he brought in young 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 Icelandic players that were playing in Iceland, England, Italy, all those all those countries. He, and you're now seeing the rewards of bringing those players in. They're they they're about to qualify for the World Cup. So and he picked he handpicked his his replacement as well, who has now taken them to the World Cup. I believe he might have actually retired. But if he's if we could convince him to come out of retirement or get basically say because international football is not a full time job. No. If he came in with someone with no connections to any of the 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 old boys, he's gonna pick a squad based on who he sees for ability, and that's all Scottish fans have wanted for the last three years is pick a team on who deserves to be in the, in that squad. Charlie O'Grew, etc., do not deserve to be in that squad. There's plenty of younger players playing in Scotland as well that deserve to be in that national team. And haven't got in the national team. You've seen what goes, even though England, England only make the World Cup in the Euros because they have talented players. They're not a good squad. That's not a good squad of players. Mm -hmm. They make it because they're, ta they're, talented, they're talented individuals. So, like Gareth Southgate, he's a talented manager. He's making it because he's got good players. If you picked players, that, but the problem is those English players play well for their clubs and it comes into them when they play for England. He's picking players for Scotland that aren't even playing for their clubs. Yeah. So it'd be different if he was picking Scottish players that were playing for their clubs and playing well and them doing well but he's not if even if you pick if you tried to pick Scottish league players who are playing well say you played for Aberdeen Celtic Rangers Hearts Hibs and you're playing well right why do those clubs and their players not deserve to be in that squad as well just because you've got some half standard half English player playing for the championship it, or whatever that, dude, yeah. that doesn't make them lesser the lesser in ability it just means they're getting paid more it's, it's showing like who a uh, Stuart Armstrong? He came on against Slovenia and he sets up Chris Martin and it keeps the campaign alive. Do you think he's getting paid as much as Chris Martin? He's made that goal happen. So I don't understand why. He's, he, I just it's it's just jobs for the boys and that's all Gordon Strachan has been for the last two or three years. I think this is the most fired up I've ever seen, John James. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right, like I'm quite right to be so. Um, so let's really look at Strachan's whole tenure as Scotland manager. Uh, Came in, uh, and he took out. He came in in the twenty twelve uh, campaign. A wave of optimism. Uh, it was a twenty twelve uh, Euro uh, qualifier campaign. Came in, lots of optimism. Everyone wanted Gordon Strachan to be Scotland manager, and of course, but of course, like nobody was expecting us to get out of that group. So we we're like, okay, we'll let that one slide. Then we go for the World Cup campaign. No, was it no was it the World Cup campaign or the Euros? No, he took over twenty twelve. So no, it was the World Cup qualifiers he took over, mm -hmm. and then he the second campaign in charge was the. The Euros. Euros, yes, and we should have qualified out of that group. We should have. And then we got beat off Georgia, we dropped silly points, then and then obviously this campaign now, the World Cup campaign here. When I seen the group, I said that a while back, when I looked at that group I was like, this is a very favourable group for what? us to get out of and what happened? <laughs> Fair, what? Another failed campaign again. I know plenty plenty of people who looked at that group and they thought, Oh, we're, we're not good enough to get out of that. It's like, no, we are we are good enough to get out of that group. Years Years of failure and bad management and poor selection has convinced people that Scotland do not have the players to get out of that group or get out any group we get put in. We beat we beat Slovenia. We're unbeaten against Slovenia. We beat Slovakia. And the only England couldn't beat us in Scotland. Enough England beat us in beat us in uh, Wembley. They couldn't beat us in Scotland. We're unbeaten in the last. Uh, was it? We're, we're unbeaten this year. Yeah. Uh, we haven't. We've not lost in five or six in this group. 
Uh-huh. Any team that normally goes five or six unbeaten is getting out of that group. So the whole attitude that Scotland aren't good enough, no, we are good enough. We just, it's the silly, it's silly decisions, bad tactics that, that, bad cost, appointments. that cost us. Yep. And Gordon Strachan, there is no one else to blame. Gordon Strachan has the, is the sole reason, along with his pals that he's put in that squad, that we have not got out of that group. He is, he, his tactics against, the, his tactics in the last 45 minutes against Slovenia, just all wrong. We should not have sat deep. A tactics against Lithuania when we drop points at home, all wrong. And <laughs> it's late, it's not so his fault. If Stuart Armstrong clears the ball against England. Yeah, like, I was, I was just about to bring that up. See, when you like, look back and reflect on the campaign as a whole, you look for these wee small margins and these little mistakes that cost us. And that England game, though, when that, if, see if Armstrong just cleared it, me and you will be talking about how Scotland qualified, to, well, at least made the playoffs. And also, overall, striking. Was a honestly, it was a it was it was a failure. He's a narrow-minded, ignorant little man, and he is the reason that we are not going to the playoffs. He cannot admit anything he's ever done wrong. He's got to make up some, some absolutely ridiculous excuse. You see, me and you see right before we start this podcast, right? We're watching Strachan's post-match interview, uh, post-match interview, right? And Strachan, he said the exact same thing he said right after in the last campaign. He went, "I'm not thinking about myself. Yeah, I'm just I'm thinking about the players." Like, the exact same thing. And, and I even said this as well. See, I was in Scott Egon Strachan took over as Scotland manager. He's not once came out and lambasted the players or really criticised them. He's never changed. See, if you look at all the teams he's managed, even from when he was a, young ma- he was a younger manager managing in England, his teams since then have never changed. He played the same way then as what he does now. Again, see, when he was at Celtic and he was winning trophies, his team, his team still played the same way. When he went to England again with Middlesbrough and he failed at Middlesbrough, that's still the same way he was playing. And he's brought that he's brought that to Scotland, which at the time we needed, yes, we needed a bit of stability. And he made the team tough to beat and we didn't we weren't the most attractive football inside. We were winning games one nil, we were we were uh, it was fine, we were getting three points. But now Scotland fans are more awake to the fact that Hod Ornament were not as bad as what we thought we were. We have players in that squad that can play football, but he doesn't do it. He just doesn't use them. And if we need someone that's going to come in, that's not going to just go back to the simple, we'll have two men behind the ball and one put up, to, up the pitch. Like, no, we, we have a talented, ta- we have a talisman player in Lee Griffiths. Last night we were lumping the ball up to him. See, at the start of this campaign, Lee Griffiths wasn't even getting a look in for Scotland squad. It was only until four games in that Lee Griffiths... Was, yeah, we were striking oh, finally realised, yeah. That was, when, that was when he got called up into that squad. And where would we have been if he was playing from the start? Do you think... Do you think, well, fair enough, we started this campaign and we'll win at Malta. Lee Griffiths could have been the difference between drawing with Lithuania and beating Lithuania at home. That, that, he could have been the difference. Like he's been for so so many games for Scotland not, and Celtic. If he wasn't in the squad, we would not have drew England. We, those two free kicks wouldn't have happened because we have no other player that would have step, yep. stepped up and done that. So now he's in the squad and he better stay in the squad. No manager's going to drop Lee Griffiths now. Because he is, he's the best player we have in this, the side right now. Yeah, I was going to say, you're actually spent a lot of sense here, right? See, like, what Scotland genuinely do need is a manager that's in touch with modern football and not one of these outdated, out of touch old boys. As much as I like Alex McLeish, he's going to bring, he'll be the same. He's not, he's not a, a forward thinking manager. He's going to go what he's made a career out of. He's not, as much as I, I may like him, 
and I think that he'd do a job for if he's see if he, like when Hibs were looking for a manager and he went out to Hibs, I thought he would have done a job for Hibs. I think he would do a job at Rangers. Hearts, <laughs> he would have done a job for them as well. That's club football though. We don't need him to come. Like, he had his time at Scotland. He's not going to do anything different from what t- when he was there to when what we need now. Is we know that we have players now that we need a manager who's going to play to their strengths and not the strengths of what st- Scotland typically are. What what, what we've seen as we're seen as a a British strong. Uh, physical side, physical yeah. side. We don't, we've, we've shown we're not we, we, we've, we can play teams off the park when we want to like Slovakia we, Slovakia weren't getting near us at times uh, England weren't getting near us at times when we were playing well so we can play football we need a manager who's going to embrace that I don't I'm, I'm not I don't I, I obviously I don't want to go for too young of a manager because yeah that might ruin it. It's the guy ticks all the boxes is Derek McInnes <laughs> he literally ticks all the boxes but I don't think you'll touch it. I really don't. I just generally don't think you will touch it. So, really... In, in I, an ideal world... Ideal world, I would want Derek McInnes back. <laughs> well, I, I mean, in my ideal world, it goes against everything I've just said. The most ideal world was I'd be on the phone to Sir Alex Ferguson begging him to come out of retirement so he can lead Scotland. Oh, I was in the pub last night, right? I was speaking to this guy, and then he said to me, Oh, he should, he should go for Ferguson or Walter Smith. And I'm like, they're not... No. Not one... They're not going to want the it. Only, two. The, only old, the only old experienced manager that I would go for is Ferguson because he's the greatest manager to ever. Yeah, like, of course, it, like, of course I do. Alex Ferguson would be a dream appointment. But then the guy said Walter Smith, I'm like, no, like, Walter Smith's not going to want it in two. Why, like... Why go like, back? I mean, why, exactly, why go but like, back? But then again, what I'm the, saying, the I said earlier on, I said Alan McLeish, but... The only way I would go back is if we're throwing it way back and we went for... Fergie, that was—he's the only guy that I would yeah. that I would throw it way back for. McLeish and Walter Smith—they've been there. They both had their time. Why don't we make a wee call to the guy who took us to our last major tournament, <laughs> Craig Brown? Bring back big Craigie Brown. Just that's mental to think. The last time we made a, like, a major tournament was and Craig Brown people, was the manager. People don't realise the job Craig Brown actually done. Like Scotland were regularly qualifying for for yep. tournaments, and then when he left. We stopped. That's it. That's when the, the the decline started. People don't realise that how that he he was actually doing a job. <laughs> yeah. Because people were so used to Scotland qualifying, and then it suddenly stops, and now people are like desperate to get back there. Yep. But. See, um, what was I was going to say something about Craig Brown. He hands down needs to go down as the the greatest Scotland manager of all time. When you look at it realistically, yes. Like that's uh, that speaks volumes. So it does. So, Derek McInnes, that's what I would love to get in. And, um, but who I think we'll get in, um, I think we're actually going to appoint Malky McKay. I'm, I've got a, I've got a feeling I'm about that. I'm absolutely terrified that that's who they're looking at. They're going to think that Malky McKay is going to be the one. When if the argument, if so many arguments have been made that the international job should be the top. That's the pinnacle. What Malky McKay's never, never quite done anything to. Apart from, he, got, he had that, he got Cardiff promoted, yes. He's not a bad manager, Malcolm McKay. But he's not, he's not that man that we need to go forward. He, he's out of touch for the, he, the, the thing, the problem I have with him, he's not managed in Scotland for how many, how many years? Ever? When, when was the last time he managed, has he ever managed in Scotland? Actually, I'm not too sure. Not so, too sure. what I'm saying is, we have Scottish players in the Scottish leagues that would do a job for the national side, and there's all, they get overlooked by people because they look to England. Malcolm McKay's been managing England for the last, However long I know he's came back and he's doing the what a project he's the leader of project or whatever. I some uh, he's a technical no is he not technical technical director I don't know what it is he's doing SFA I can't but, remember. So the fact is he's not even managed for the last what 
two years, three years. So he's not married since uh, that texting scam. No, in fact, he was wedding manager, so he was, and then obviously that didn't work out. So I, I just don't see what he's done to earn that job, considering he's not even been in a job for the last couple of years. Our next manager needs to be a manager that's either currently managing in Scotland, which obviously would be Derek McInnes if you're if that's who you're looking at. What about Alex Neil? Alex Neil's just got a job at Preston, so I don't yeah. see him leaving. I don't. I don't see how, unless of course they came to an agreement where he could manage Preston, but he'd also still be Scotland manager. But oh, you would love that. I was we just doing, about to say that. If we were doing that, then I'd want it to be. Oh, that would just be you'd be in absolute dreamland. Derek McKenna, Scotland manager. <laughs> Derek McKenna's still <laughs> Aberdeen manager. Well, I don't know because sometimes me and Derek is, have fallen out. So has that actually ever happened though? Like, well, no, has that actually ever happened before? Where a manager was managing, uh, he's at each country and the club, at a club I, I at the same time. Have, I believe it has happened before, but I don't know. Right, like, that workload would be. Unbelievable. So I, it would be. I don't know who it would be, but I believe someone will have done it before. Uh huh. I don't know who. Yeah, but. But did Ferguson? Oh, Fergus, Ferguson done it. I'm pretty sure Ferguson was caretaker of Scotland manager when he was Aberdeen manager. I think you may be right. Because he was assistant to Jock. Was I'm pretty sure he was assistant to Jock Steen. I think that was. I think the reason he he became caretaker was obviously because I think Jock Steen passed away. I think. Yeah. So yeah. Ferguson done it. <laughs> yeah. But I, 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 I think the manager has to be. A relatively young man, but not too young. Enough that enough that they have experience, but not a Steinisov, not someone that isn't forward thinking. It needs to be a manager that's managed either currently or in the last couple of years who has, has been up to date with modern football. Because striking. I think this is the first time, John James, where me and you have actually agreed on absolutely everything in one episode. <laughs> so, yeah. So striking overall, it was a it was a failure. Um, we didn't know he, he could say it. His ego might not even allow him to resign, so, and I don't know if there's anything. Oh my has. god, see if it's tracking, is, is Steve tracking doesn't resign or get sacked. We're doomed. We're doomed, it's we're, only going to get worse. It was unanimously agreed that if you have two failed, <coughs> two failed campaigns, that's it. You're, you're, not, unless, not unless this, the only way I could see it being a saving grace was if he had been beaten in the playoff this year. Then would have been like right. That's like, I it's like just for example, just say we got Italy mm, or that, something that, like that. I, I can't a big country like that. I'll and they, make an exception. Yeah, would have been beaten by Italy in the playoffs. Yeah, but see, see, because we've been robbed at the robbed by five goals in a, a, a in the last game. That I, I'm don't yeah I don't you don't accept two years of failure at the same point. Ireland picked us last year. Fair enough, we were playing Poland in the last day, but they beat Germany. Yep. So it proves Ireland rose to the occasion that they could beat, they could win the big games. We won the big game against Slovakia, and that was it was genuine belief. And then we failed against Slovenia, the side that had no chance of qualifying unless they beat us like eight now or something like and, so. And look at Northern Ireland; they made the playoffs. And or and see when you look at the Scotland team and you compare it to the uh, Northern Ireland team, the Scot that Scotland team is a much better nobody, team than Northern Ireland, so and they made the uh, the playoffs. Nobody will convince me ever that Northern Ireland. Wales or Ireland have a better squad than Scotland. Fair enough. Ba- Wales have Bale. That's that's their, that's their one. Yeah, go to a guy. He he is better than any other player that all the other home nations have, even England. But that their squad, other than outside him, isn't any better than Scotland's. Ireland's squad isn't any better than Scotland's. Northern Ireland squad is probably the weakest out of the whole home nations, and they they're ma- they're making it because. See Northern Ireland, I said to you, but Northern Ireland remind me a lot of, of uh, St Johnston. They're like they haven't got any real standout players, right? But they're a very well organised drought side, so they are, and they get results. So they do, and that's what that's what like St Johnston do as well. 
and Michael O'Neill, he's done a terrific job at Northern Ireland, and we spoke about it a while back, where Tom English said uh, Michael O'Neill should take over Scotland. Why would he leave Northern Ireland to go manage Scotland? Makes no sense. You know, if he is a Northern Irishman as well, so... Yeah. If he left his home country to manage Scotland, I mean, I wouldn't be upset about it, because I think that he's a, he's a decent manager, and he would probably be... I would be very happy at that point, knows, but he, he won't want it. He knows the Scottish game as well, so he's more in touch, because he does, he's done the punditry for Scottish games before, yeah. so he's at, he knows what, what... Played in Scotland before as well. He picks Scottish League players for his squad as well, yeah. he's got Kyle Laffrey, Alan Manis, Alan Manis, uh, that, oh, he's, he called he up... He was coming up now again, so he was. He called up someone else, I can't remember who it was, uh, Jordan Jones, he called up Jordan Jones, and that's, remember we said he was English, he's yeah. more than Irish. Alright, and uh, Dean Shields as well, so he's called even up, when uh, Dean Shields was playing League One, he's still calling him up. But realistically, I think if we're not going to, we won't get him, even if we offered him the job, I think he'd be, unpa- it'd be very unpatriotic of him to leave Northern Ireland oh, yeah. to go manage Scotland, even if it was a massive step up in wage or whatever, but yeah, I don't see him doing that. Yeah, so it's just absolutely depressing being a Scotland fan, so it is. And so no more international football until March, John James. Yep. And let's get back to our favourite, club football. <laughs> yeah. Yes, back to some proper good football. And it's a big weekend in the SPFL fixture, so it is. Uh, Rangers will be playing St John's on Friday, and I think the Sorry. main event for next week's episode, will, I think, might need to be Hibs versus Aberdeen. <laughs> so let's yeah. uh, get our... Uh, get the fixtures up and do predictions. Yes, uh, Celtic are back against Dundee. Celtic and Dundee. At oh, uh, I, th- I think Celtic will bounce back with a win, and I'm going to say Celtic will win 2 0. I think the Celtic problem. Dundee struggle in Glasgow, so yeah. uh, I see Celtic winning that 3 0. Uh, we've got a North Lanarkshire Derby. Oh, the Lanarkshire <laughs> uh, Derby. It's a big one. Hamilton host Mullow. Hamilton Mullow. Um, I'm going to say. Uh, Hamilton, it's worth pointing out. Hamilton didn't beat Mullow all the last season when Mullow had a bad season. Yep, that's true. Uh, I'm going to say Mullow will too now. Uh, I don't see Hamilton causing much no. problems for Mullow. I'd say Mullow. Yeah, know that. Mullow too now as well. Uh, Hibs. Aberdeen, Easter Road. Oh, so that's going to be so really it's, look, it's looking like it's a, a sellout because I heard there was a Aberdeen sold out because obviously Hibs are doing this whole half a stand thing. Yeah. Uh, Aberdeen sold theirs out or something like in two hours. Aye. And then requested for extra tickets and Hibs apparently Hibs are, have, have sold out their their allocation out with the three other stands and now using the other half as well. Yeah. So it's looking like it's going to be a sellout anyway. I'm going to say it's going to finish. I'm going to say 2-1 Aberdeen If you'd asked me two weeks ago for, or two or three weeks ago for a prediction after that horror show in Mullow yeah. I'd have probably thought that Hibs would have beat us but I think it was a big sign that Aberdeen beating St Johnson uh-huh. so it looks like Aberdeen are starting to get a bit of form and knowing who the, the, the side is now so yeah. I think Aberdeen is going to be a scrappy game but I can see Aberdeen edging it 1-0 mm-hmm. uh, Partick was supposed to call Marnock uh, oh, that, we were talking about this uh, last week. It's going to be a massive game still for Thistle and manager, Kelly. Still manageless, come on. Yes, I know. They had a whole, they've had a whole international break. In I'm it. surprised that I haven't even made an appointment well, yet. Actually, there was a mix with Pat Lainan. Actually, apparently, was in, in line for a return to Kilmarnock. Uh, there was someone else, I can't remember. There was, there was another name that was getting bandied about. I think that would be a terrible appointment. Mixed Pat Lane done well at Kilmarnock. Come, uh, he he had them playing. He when he when he left, he had Kilmarnock in the top six, 
and then he left to go to Finland. So he's obviously he's Finnish. So when his country came calling, maybe he was going. That's, that's what we were saying about Scotland job. His country came calling, he went. But yeah, look, look at his uh, spell at Dundee United. We had a horrible spell there. I think he was a massive scapegoat at Dundee United. I think that, I think his squad was very poor. I think you know. I thought, I thought I was even asking that appointment. I was like, "Well, I even texted you a couple of years ago when I happened." I was like, "Mate, this is a absolutely shocking appointment." And I was like, "They're going to go down." I think Mick Zupatlin. I think he's a very. He knows this, he knows the Scottish game as well. I don't see why he'd want to go back to Kilmarnock, considering we've seen how Kilmarnock's been a, a very yeah. poisonous job. And also, Paul Hartley took on uh, the Falkirk job, yeah. and it just shows you Falkirk in the Championship, Kelly in the in the top league, and Hartley would rather manage in the Championship instead of managing Kelly in the top league. But, uh, so, uh, oh, so Thistle Kelly I would say Thistle will pick up their first uh, league winning season and it will be 2-0 Thistle that will see Kilmarnock causing them much trouble especially when they don't have a manager so yeah. uh, I think it will be 3-0 Partick 3-1 uh, Partick uh, Ross County host Hearts oh ding well <laughs> um, I'm going to say I'm going to go for a 0-0 <laughs> no, no. yeah a boring 0-0 uh, game at Dingwall. Nah, I see Ross County continuing their decent form. Well, they're considering their one win in a row with uh, Coyle. I think uh, County are going to win 2 1. Yep. And it's also worth pointing out Scottish Cup stuff this weekend. Everyone loves the Scottish Cup. Oh, yeah. Uh, Scottish Championship. Uh, Breaking. Oh, you've got the Rangers game? Oh, yeah, it was on the Sunday that one, wasn't it? Yeah. No, it's uh, Friday. Is it? We've Friday, Friday night Friday football. Night so yeah, it's Rangers away to St Johnson. I'm going to say Rangers will win 2-0 at the Park. See, I, I said it before, St Johnson seemed very weird when they played Aldine. I don't know if that was down to the way Aldine played against them or just the way that St Johnson yeah. set up. But St Johnson did not seem like themselves. Uh-huh. Uh, so they'll, they'll be looking to get back to... Some former normality, but the pro- but what a lot of people were saying about St Georgian is they were missing O'Halloran against us. They wouldn't have been able to play O'Halloran against Rangers anyway. But yeah, uh, I don't know if he's injured. I, I don't understand what's going on there. But uh, I can see Rangers probably edging it two one. Uh, this championship. Uh-huh. Uh Breaking Morton. Breaking Morton. I'm going to go for a one 0 Morton. Two uh, 0 Morton. Uh, Dumbarton host St Mirren. Dumbarton St Mirren. I think St Mirren will continue their uh, good form and they will win 3 0. Uh, I'll go for 2 0 St Mirren. Falkirk host Inverness. Oh, Paul Hartley's first game in charge, that'll be a tasty no, fixture. No, Falkirk, uh, or they won the first game in charge. Oh, it's oh, not our no, first no, league no, game, is it? No, I don't know if they. Uh, that pitch back no, I don't know if he was in charge actually. Uh, I don't know if Hartley was in the stand or it was. Because uh, Falkirk beat Dunfermline in the yeah. Ironbrook Cup, so I don't know if it was. I don't know if he was in charge, but I know he was there. But is there I'm gonna, gonna I would say Falkirk will win two one, and I think I'm going to say it now. If see John Robertson, he will not last till Christmas. He like this has been a, it's been a disastrous start to the season for that uh, Inverness. So, and John Robertson, I don't know what they were thinking appointing him, but it's not one out. Did you not see what happened at the? The weekend there? No, no. Uh, Inverness and then uh, Liam Polworth got subbed off for Inverness and came and started fighting with one of the coaches in the dugout. But like real physical fights? Fighting in the dugout. What, punches, throwing, kicks? Yep. Oh my god. Because uh, there was a photo, there was a photo going around social media and I seen it, it was Liam Polworth like reaching into the dugout and I, I don't know if he was throwing a punch or he was trying to grab the coach. Yeah. But uh, the coach was clearly like, 
going like bending backwards and he's seen his hand going in uh, and John Robertson standing at a touch thing, just looking at them both like try shouting right. them both obviously. Thank you. So it does not see some doesn't see and I think they were winning this well so God's sake. Uh, so always not Rosie and Roness. Aye. Uh, I can see Falkirk winning that one two one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Livingston host Dundee United. Livingston Dundee United. Uh, I'm gonna say one 0 Dundee United. I can see Dundee United doing. Well, uh, see Livingston haven't been doing doing too bad. I think Livingston will be a wee four and Dundee United side. I'll go for one each. Yeah. Uh, Coon the South Dunfermline. Oh, Coon the South Dunfermline. Um, I'm gonna say two one Dunfermline. I'm going to go for another 1-1. One, one. <laughs> I think Queen in the South, especially at home, are never a easy, an easy game for anyone in the Championship. Uh-huh. So that's the... So that's, uh, that's pretty much it then. But oh, Paul Hartland then, so do you think that's, uh, that's a greater point for Falkirk, I think? Look, see, I was thinking that he might not be when I went there because it's a, it'd be a, it'd be a step down in budget from what he was on at Dundee. Uh, on at Dundee. But... Uh, I still don't think they're going to get anyone to the, the promotion, which is what I said before, it seems like a risk because I don't think Falkirk, whoever took over at Falkirk would risk in doing more of the same if mm-hmm. they didn't get up this season. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to get up this season. Even if they made the playoff, they're going to be up against some solid teams because you're guaranteed that two a two out of the three of Dundee, Dundee United, Dunfermline and uh-huh. St Mirren aren't going to go up automatically so that's a tough playoff as well like all the foundations are there for Hart to do well at Falkirk mm-hmm. they're all there so I think this season they'll be pushing for the playoffs uh, I don't think they'll get in it but next season though that's where I he'll be really looking I at to play, get promoted I can see them stealing the last playoff spot but that would involve they'd have to have a decent run of form because obviously that's not that's knocking Morton Queen the South and Livingston and all these teams are on form right now mm-hmm. so Next, so next season though I think Falkirk will be really pushing for, uh, for the title this season though it will just be like trying to push for the playoffs but I don't think they'll get anywhere near it so yeah I think it's a good appointment uh, for Falkirk and it's very, quite surprised though at the same time that Hartley took on the job but yeah we'll just need to wait and see what happens so John James I think that's it pretty yeah. much and thank god no more international football till March back to Club football, our favourite, so John James, take care and we will see you soon.